Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including The Hollow, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Justin Cummings. Hello! Today, Justin and I are talking Netflix's new animated series, The Hollow. Uh, a few, a few-ish weeks old at this point, but uh, new if you have not seen it yet on Netflix. This is a Canadian show by Slap Happy Cartoons, um, and uh, it's a mystery series about three teens that wake up in a bunker with no memory of um, how they got there or about anything about their lives. So a big mystery show. Um, we're going to start in a non-spoiler section. So if you have, I forgot to mention that to you before the podcast, Justin, Justin before, uh, but if we, if you have not seen the hollow yet, um, no, you can continue to listen on until I say spoilers and you will be, uh, good if you want to like, should I watch this? Should I not watch this? We'll have about a, a few minutes discussion in general about, uh, the show. But, uh, yeah, find us at overlyanimated.com. We talk about, um, a few shows like Steven Universe and, uh, Star Wars Force of Evil regularly. And then we get into some random shows at various points as well. Search for Overly Animated on iTunes. Subscribe there on YouTube at overlyanimated.com slash YouTube. Um, those are the best ways to keep track of our future podcasts. So, um, yeah, The Hollow. Um, no spoilers yet, uh, but Justin, in general, oh, no, yeah, we're, we're talking about the whole season. All of season one of The Hollow, we're recapping here, uh, not just the premiere, uh, a lot to get into, and we're going to be very, very eager to get into spoilers. But first, um, in general, Justin, did you like The Hollow? Yes, I did. I yes. liked it. It was, it was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. What, uh, what were some aspects, I think, in general that stood out to you? Um, it's highly serialized. I don't think that would count as a spoiler. Like very much, it goes one to two to three to four. Like cliffhangers, like every episode. Like it, it doesn't take a few episodes to get going, and then the mystery starts. The mystery starts from like the first two minutes of the show, and so I, I felt that was different from say like a Gravity Falls or a Steven Universe, where you can tell there's something going on, but we don't really get into it for a while. This just dot, dove right in, and I really like that. It was, it felt very different. Yeah, I think as opposed to like a Gravity Falls, this is this is more of a mini series. Um, like it's mm-hmm. po- it's possible there's uh, seasons beyond this. Um, uh, we don't know yet, but uh, this this is a this is like a, a ten episode experience that you're going to sign up for if you want to watch this. It's um you know you start with this mystery, you will get answers. Um, so yeah, I think that that's definitely an appealing style. Like for me personally, I love this type of story. Um, mm-hmm. just like uh this is the concept this, this this show starts in almost an exact same way that my favorite video game ever um nine persons nine doors nine hours starts where um a guy wakes up in a room with no memory and has to try to get out and then it like diverges from there but uh i just i absolutely love this type of show like uh, there's so there's such infinite potential and um interesting narrative uh direction you can take when you're just holding everything back and you can slowly dole it out and then um like there's just infinite twist possibilities too so um i was i was super into the be- into it in the beginning it's a little slow um in the middle of the show i think um it's it's mm, not it's it not a, drop yeah, a little bit it's not a very fast-paced um show and there's not you know there's not a, a ton of information that's given to you um until like the end but um a very controversial ending i would say i personally really liked it um and uh, i i think it's i think it's worth checking out the hollow for sure um, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is like a super top tier, uh, must, must check out, but, um, especially if you're into mystery shows and even if you're not, you could watch the first episode and see if, uh, first episode, I think is pretty representative of what you're going to mm-hmm. get, what you're going to get for the rest of the series. Yeah. I think you should definitely check it out just because 
this got lost in the shuffle for me a bit because I saw it like on Netflix, but this came out June 8th and I was binge watching last season of Voltron getting ready. So I was like, Oh, I don't have time for anything else. I got to get caught up on Voltron. And then, you know, even by the time the show came out, I had never heard of it till it released. And so by the time it came out, us at OVA, we were already like, okay, when are we doing Voltron pods? Who's on what? Like we were already getting geared up for Voltron that was coming up. And so it kind of slipped past our radar overall, I think. But yeah. Yeah, I think with any Netflix show, it gets lost in the shuffle of just giant mm-hmm. catalog. Um, for me, this is what came up as recommended when um, Voltron finished, like the latest season. So, Same. Yeah, so I think uh, that, that's pretty good. That's like a big show. So and I, th- I do think it's getting a lot of exposure um, on Netflix if you're within their like subcategory of who they are pushing this towards. Um, read a recent, uh, there, I forget I forget which outlet, but there's a very long article on how Netflix like categorizes people and stuff like that and um, just getting into their algorithm and stuff. It's very interesting they they have to be so confused on me because i i i will go back and forth like watch voltron and then i will immediately watch saw right after (laughs) which actually this is a really good middle ground um between the two like the beginning literally looks like the bathroom from saw one and i'm like um did i click the wrong show like it's it's obviously kid friendly being a y7 rating but just the beginning i'm like i'm waiting for billy the puppet hello i want to play a game yeah, I think it was like a it's like a mature tone, I guess. It's like it's it's mm-hmm. the, you get the impression that their lives are in danger. So um, I, I, I buy that. Yeah, I know Netflix definitely has you categorized, Justin. They have two thousand categories that they put people into, and you are you fit neatly into one of them, I'm sure. But uh, yes, we'll, we'll figure that out later. Okay, um, so we're gonna get into spoilers now for the Hollow. I really, really, really don't recommend listening on unless you've seen all of all of yeah. season one, all ten episodes. Like this is not a show you want spoiled. Uh, if uh, this is like towards the extreme end of you do not want to know what's going to happen. It will ruin the experience. This is like six sense level. Like it, the spoiler is. Yeah. Just, this, just before, this, this type of mystery show where nothing happens. You just, you just can't know more, but yeah. Before we get into spoilers, I do want to say the art style, I think might put off some people. I really liked it, but I could see it being divisive. Um, it's definitely different. It reminded me a lot of another Canadian show detention air. I couldn't find any connection in, creative like that side but yeah if if you're worried about the art i promise it's the story is worth it like even if it's not i know it's not like voltron level visuals but i think the art fits the show very nicely i think by the end you will be okay with it and i think that the story is more than worth it yeah, that is that's a good point. A lot, a lot of us have been conditioned to um, be turned off by distinct animated styles. Um, anything that like doesn't fit our normal South Korean animation, um, very Voltron Star Steven University looking. Like we're gonna get turned off of it at first. I, I initially saw the art style and I was like, eh. But um, once you get into it, I actually think this show is gorgeously animated. I think it's very, mm-hmm. very well animated. And um, I would say that the kind of the direction and storyboarding side of the show is the highlight. Like the show is super well made. It's uh, it's got some really great action sequences. It's just extremely well put together. And um, yeah, don't don't let the any initial um, uh, initial dislike of the art style uh, affect your affect your viewing. And that in general, also all animated shows, you shouldn't you shouldn't let that factor in. And to me, this is also this is a great like family show like i feel like we especially with netflix's originals it's either aimed 
Netflix has this really bad habit of not making good all ages shows. They either make stuff like Black Mirror or Ozark, where I really don't want my little brother watching it, or it's like way the other end, like Llama Llama, Boss Baby, way you know, I'm not I don't want to sit through it. Yeah, it's like pre but, pre pre K or for adults, but um, mm-hmm. th- this but, is you know this is a a show that's appropriate for any age kids probably that uh you know we you know we're twenties people that we enjoy as well. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit spooky for the little one, like the littlest ones, but I think like this is something that me and my eight year old brother I think can watch together and enjoy. And there's not enough of those shows currently being made in my mind, and so that that makes me happy. Yeah, we love our um, mature, uh, still youth-oriented uh, shows here. Uh, I think it's like most of what we cover. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely recommend The Hollow. But now we're going to get into spoilers for real. So uh, definitely stop listening if you have not seen all of season one of The Hollow. Okay, now. So, Justin. Uh, that ending, though. The Hollow pulls a Lego movie. and Wow, that ending stunned me. And that ends, was... ends in live action. Yeah, what was your reactions when you saw it? Um kind of cathartic of like because they've been teasing for a few episodes that it was a game and it kind of all did fall into place but yeah i did not expect the go to live action like i did not expect that in the slightest um uh yeah i really liked that twist as far as how it's gonna leave a season two i don't think we necessarily need a season two i have an idea of how they could do it but i I felt very satisfied with the answer. Yeah. In, t- uh, in terms of season two, I don't want to talk about this a lot. This show, this is not a story that should have a season two because um, the, the, they ended the story here. You can't do this season one again, given what they revealed here. Unless there's a second tier of a reveal, you can't just make it a mystery thing because they gave it away. Like they're in a game show. That's, that's it. Well, the second season is so easy. You just pull a sword out online. This time the glitch isn't part of the game. The glitch is real. They have to go back in and investigate the glitch. Right, so that's a different that's a different type of show though. Like we're completely changing genres from mystery to like um, adventure, like action adventure, which is which they could do. But the mystery is who's do, who's causing the glitch, and so I, I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying that if they did, I think that's the best way to handle it. And also, you know, there was that very little thing at the end of like, is the real Vanessa glitching? Dun dun dun. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the end thing in her question eye. mark. Yeah, um, that that's true. They had, a, they had a glint in Vanessa, real Vanessa's eye at the end. That that is true. Um, Sword Art Online is a good comparison because they do hop back in and go to like a different game or whatever. So um, no, Vanessa actually just has like a replacement eye, and we're just all being ableist by assuming that it's a glitch. Uh, okay, Justin bringing out the social critiques already. I like it. Um, mm. this, this that eye ending very similar to a recent um uh hot blockbuster movie that came out in 2018 i'll not spoil which one that ends in kind of a similar way with something something in someone's eye so i was like yeah that's interesting um but uh i i yeah yeah do i know what movie this is i don't think i don't know if you've seen it or not i'm not sure i don't don't care if you spoil it so type it in chat no i don't don't actually tell me (laughs) no we don't need no spoiling so um, no words i i loved this ending um, and it's interesting because I've seen um, there are a few people within our overly animated community have checked out the hollow and they, I've, I've heard mostly negative feedback on the ending. I think a lot of people uh, have not liked it. Um, and I guess I there, there's some aspects which I'm not that big of a fan of. And I'm going to get into those. But for the most part, I was just very, very happy that this is an emotionally satisfying way to end the show. 
because this type of mystery show is completely dependent upon the reveal at the end. Like, on one hand, the ending of all shows is the most important part in terms of, like, individual scene, but it's also, like, one-fiftieth of the entire season. You know, like, the the experience of getting to the ending is um, more of your time than watching the ending. But for a mystery show, like, uh, the whole entire story is dependent upon hinting at what is actually going on here. And, uh, like, the way that they just have zero details in the beginning, um, very slowly dole out any sort of details, but not even, really, they don't dole out anything. Um, it's just kind of like, eventually we get to the point where it's like, okay, they're in a video game, and then bam, we're, okay, it was like a game show there, and we see the real life people. Um, like, just the, the overall story is just completely dependent on how it's gonna end. And, I'm so worried watching these types of narratives, whether it's like a book, a video game, a movie or a show, that um, it's going to end in a way which doesn't give answers. Uh, that's right. like that's my big big worry like i call this on the frequent land podcast pulling a loss um like not like i don't have any scene lost but that in my mind that's the archetype like that's the trope name around tv tropes is like uh is like ending without un- revealing why things were the way they were throughout the your mystery series this show does not do that we figure out a hundred percent why everything was the case with maybe a few small exceptions that happened within the show like this is like, bam, tonal shift. Like, we're, we were in a video game. This explains everything. We explained that they chose their powers. We explained that these are two teams facing off against each other. We explained who the weird guy was. Like, uh, and like, this is, and, and like, why we had to complete a level. Like, it was a contest the whole time. Um, it, it's, it's very satisfying for me to have answers given, even if they aren't the answers you wanted. Like, that's mm-hmm. not important. It just needs to have definitive answers. And like, that's the thing that the show does the best. I actually think the ending is the best part of the show because it, pays off in such a definitive huge way um and uh not even getting into the uh, medium change which we'll talk about in a second like uh it, it pays off in such a definitive huge way that uh it really really works emotionally for me yeah, yeah. i thought it was a very clever it was a clever ending and i feel like uh, i'm almost glad that they resolved it then because we haven't seen a huge mystery style animated series like this on Netflix yet, to the best of my knowledge. We've seen maybe some live action stuff. I don't keep up too much on those, but my fear would be if this was a net, if this had another season, by the time season two comes out, because we watched all this, I watched this in like two days. By the time season two comes out, am I going to remember every little detail? And I feel like with the binge nature of Netflix, it almost encourages forgetting forgetting those details yeah because you're watching it so fast yeah but um i just in general you can't hold off this until a second if if they if this if the season one came and it's like find out what happened next time in season two i would not be recommending this show like you can't do that you have to you have to reveal the answer like uh, at the end at least do a big chunk of a reveal like you can keep some mysteries i thought the show was definitely like nope we done but I felt like they could have, as long as you at least solve something, you can have a cliffhanger as long as there is resolution to something. But this show is like, no, we're done. And I feel like, I feel like they don't necessarily want to do a season two. I would be interested. I want to know more about the world now because we only got like three minutes of the actual world of this show. Like, I want to know how did this become a thing? Like, who who agreed to like go into a game where they lose their memory? Who, 
you know, how long has this been going? Is this the first championship? Like, but that's just me. I love that kind of world building. I love games. But that's what I want to know now. And they, so they answered all the questions but gave new ones. But I think those are, those are ones they don't necessarily want to answer. Because they yeah. don't have to. Yeah, it does. It does bring up some intriguing possible continuations. For me, I don't care about um, any of those. Like for like for me, this paid off the questions that the series brought up, um, and it's like okay, like we're like we're done here. Like th- this was well, like this was a mini series for me. Well, wow. a sensate. Give me like a, a forty-five minute special series finale <laughs> that just of just the host, just following the host, how it all happened, and it ends at the that. beginning of the show. Boom. That's all I want. Yeah, I mean, also it's an animated show, so I don't think that. Um, let's get into that in a second. But yeah, comparing it's like a Gravity Falls, which is another mystery show. Gravity Falls isn't all in on its mystery like this was. So leaving leaving things um until season two of that show was not a big deal. This show is all in on the mystery, so you needed to you needed to reveal it at the end of season one. And that's why I'm so happy with the ending. It's like they gave us the definitive answers at the end of the season. Like I'm just I'm thrilled. I'm I'm that that's it that's it. Even even if I thought uh, episodes one to nine were underwhelming to a certain extent, I thought they were. Like it's it's it it paid off, so I'm I'm so happy with that. And I think the big a big aspect of this is the medium change from animation to live action. We saw this at the end of the Lego Movie. Um, and I mean spoilers, but it's impossible to not uh, spoil a Lego Movie when talking about this. I have not seen this in a television series yet. Um, and uh, we are like what's so interesting to me is that we are playing with the medium of animation, like we're using animation to tell the story. It's not like we're telling a story um, in animated form. Uh, the fact that they are animated characters is explained by the story at the end because that's why they look the way they do. Um, it's a video game, and like that's the that's the video game art. And now they're <laughs> in. It's very meta, and now we see the the real life versions of them. So um, it's just from a, a common using the medium as a narrative tool. It's fascinating to me. Um, ending it like that. I've I've seen this in a show once before. It was the fifth season of Code Lyoko, the kind of sequel reboot that they did that was only in French. Yeah, but, I, don't know if, I don't know if that counts, but yeah. but yeah, but well, that was very similar of live action going into animated, but you knew from the very beginning that was going on. They didn't use it as a shock. They didn't use it as a twist. Which, right, it was, right, it was a reboot in in live action type of thing. Uh, right. Yeah. Whereas this is and, like this is like a, a narrative device, like much like Lego Movie did. It's like, why did the characters look like Legos in Lego Movie? Well, literally, we are seeing the Legos that the humans are playing with. Like, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's 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 fascinating to me. I thought it was a great twist to reveal because like it's one thing if you already knew it was happening, but this was you had no idea. Like my jaw dropped. Yeah. Like to me, it's the most surprised I've been besides the recent major Steven Universe stuff. This is the biggest surprise I've had in quite a while. Yeah, I agree. This was this was one of my biggest like uh, like I'm I live for twists. Like this was one of the biggest emotional reactions I've had to a show in years. Like it was it was huge to me. Like uh, that 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 alone is uh, and I'm I guess I'm trying to sell people on the ending. Like that that's that's the reason. Like it was this uh, huge it was this awesome experience of watching it being live live action and it like justifies the video game thing because otherwise that's kind of an underwhelming thing. Like it imagine, is. Imagine the other. The other way to do this, which is you, if you just uh, animate them coming out of the video game at the end in a similar way to uh, this being live action here, um, it's like, oh, okay, just they were in a video game. That's it. Like uh, that. That's kind of dumb. But and they still look the same. Like even if you do it in a different art style or something, it's it's just like uh, okay. Well, the but, lazier way of oh, these characters look slightly different. Like his hair is a little longer. Sword Art Online. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Sword Art Online. If you show them their their the real life version as opposed to the Avatar, but they're both still in the anime, same animated style. It's not even the style thing that's that's important. It's just like I think that's the bad part of the the ending, which is that this isn't satisfying in a stakes type of way. Um, right. Like that's that's if I have issues with the ending, and they are a hundred percent all resol- absolved by the reaction I had to the ending. That completely like. I don't care about any of these just because I, I had such a big reaction ending. I loved uh, it from a narrative perspective um, or like a, like a abstract narrative perspective. But the, the problem is that this is like a series where the characters lives are in danger the entire time. And you're like, the the series leads you to think that they are being experimented upon. Um, like these mm-hmm. are special kids with powers. They're in some sort of uh, government or corporation experiment. Or they're already dead. Like you know, like, or they're already dead, as brought up in the series. Like these are, I think they might have brought up experimented or something like that, or something similar. Like uh, th- these are negative things that, like these, they they these are ways in which their lives are in danger or their lives are not uh, non-existent anymore. And um, ending with this uh, very happy game show that they opted into that uh the crowd is cheering they got out one of the teams won extremely low stakes way to end the series yeah and uh i i think it's unsatisfying because the tone was so da- in, in, in the tone of the show was very in danger the entire time do you agree with that I, I agree and i especially think that i think i like it a lot just because you gotta keep in mind i love games as a narrative device i love framing things around games i love the idea of games and so the ending being a game a tournament a video game to me is so so satisfying but to someone who maybe isn't as big a fan of video games or say gaming as a games as a narrative device i can definitely understand this being underwhelming if it's if it's not something that you like which is completely understandable yeah, I feel like it's more of the latter because I think this has been done recently a lot. I think Sword Art Online, I think like even like Avatar, like the the not, the bad Avatar, like the blue people, like they're kind of like it's not like it's a game in there, but they're going inside something to control something. Like like it's we've seen, that's not the bad Avatar. The live action Last Airbender is the bad Avatar. That's also that's the other the other bad. Avatar. This is the this <laughs> is the James Cameron to... just wanted an excuse to create new ways of filming the ocean Avatar. Um, wasn't that, didn't he do that as a separate movie? Didn't he do an Ocean's movie after that? Anyway. Um, he's doing another, that's what Avatar 2 is. He spent all this time making the movie by just I, I building know. new okay. yeah, water but, boats. My, my point is, this, this is, this is familiar narrative territory, I think, recently. Um, <laughs> if, uh, you being inside something, controlling something, or being inside a game. Yes. Uh, so, um, I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. And I think, I, I don't, it would have been fine, I think, if they were coerced into the, into the game show. If it was like, uh, if it was like a Hunger Games type game where they're like uh, fighting to the death. And and the the really bad part, I think, is when the other team wakes up and the other team is fine. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's tough to swallow because one of the rea- one of the things that you're experiencing watching the ending of this show is you're seeing the world being deleted and like only the boss level is the last thing. And you're like, holy crap, that other team died like they didn't make it. What 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 happened to them? They're 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 just gone. I kind of liked them. Uh, but no, they're f- completely fine at the end. There's no punishment for like not winning. And it's not like I wish ill upon <laughs> upon these people. But that sounds um, like you're wishing ill upon potentially teenagers. Like, look, I love uh, there's no way they were teenagers, but I love Vanessa. 
but uh, yeah, all the actors are like, yeah, <laughs> uh, like young adults. Yeah, but um, it's uh, it's 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 just it's uh, it it doesn't match the tone that you're watching, and um, yeah, it, it, you know, to, I I would have loved for it to be more of a coerced thing because I think that's what the series leads you um to leads you to get to. But I think the fact that they went with this huge like the crowd applauding, like on one hand, it's a tonal shift from the rest of the series. Um, but I think that adds to the shock value of the end. Mm-hmm. Like the, like, I, I actually think it's good th- that the crowd, the crowd is like applauding like that and everything's happy at the end because it's like a tonal shift on top of a medium shift on top of like having everything answered. Like it's, it's, it all is just like, wow, like, like this happened. So I think it works, um, because of the way it was done. To me, it's almost like a commentary on, and I don't know if they meant this, but it's a commentary on our current society's like love of young adult dystopia. Because, like, if they aren't teenagers, there's no way those people are teenagers. Best with teenagers in crazy dystopian situations like this. Um, Maze Runner, Hunger Games, Divergent, boom, 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 boom. It's everywhere. And so the idea that that is now, like, our entertainment is trying to live up to those. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's kind of what I took away from it. I think they could have been going for that. Um, They didn't. In my opinion, I don't think there's anything there other than the crowd cheering. Because to me, the show felt like the idea of the game show itself was a little terrifying of like you voluntarily give up your memory. Like, to me, that's a little terrifying. And it reminded me a lot of the show Capture. If Capture went like three steps farther in what they actually did to recreate these dystopias. I agree that that's this is like an unsettling concept. I just don't think the show got into it. I don't even think it hinted at it. At, a, at a, opposed to the Vanessa I glint, which who even knows what that was. So I I don't I I I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. I really don't want that to be where we go if we do a season two because I think that would ruin what's so yeah. far. I'm happy with like leave it. I'm fine. I think there I think there's interesting ways to go thematically with that ending in terms of it being. Um, you know, uh, commenting on our obsession with we are exactly a maze runner, that type of thing. I think that's a great point. I just don't think the ending really went for it. We're still um, in the game. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think that was something that was uh, touched upon by the ending. And I guess that's something you get into in a second season. But um, yeah, I just I think the powers thing, this is such an so such a focus of the show. And to see us flash back and just see them choose their powers and like, that's it um, feels just feels very low stakes. Uh, mm-hmm. it, just, it just feels very uh it's like it's just not it's not very satisfying i actually don't think we should have flashed back like that at the end i think it took some of the wind out of the sails of the huge reveal like they're out of the game wow it's the it's ending flash we flash back just to see them choose the powers which i appreciated because we really needed to explain why they had the powers there um but i think there's probably a way to do it where there's just a few lines of dialogue about it in at the ending part mm-hmm. um as opposed to going back to the beginning so, uh, yeah, but just like good that they showed why they had powers bad that that's why it was. Um, they, that's like the least interesting possible answer to why they have mm-hmm. powers now. They just they chose it before the memory was wiped. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, I just they really needed to be um, being experimented upon in some form. That's the way to go with this type, this type of narrative, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else about the ending, Justin? Um, No. I, I think I think that's I think that's good. I mean, it's definitely worth talking about, but I think we've gotten our. Uh, I think we've got it. Yeah, that being yeah, all, all of these negative things being said, still really loved it. Like for me, it's that that's the reason to watch the show is just for the end. Um, honestly, even even though I have all these criticisms of it, just the experience of watching it for me was so good. 
Um, okay, uh, mm-hmm. looking back at the first, uh, the, the, the animation parts of this series, what, uh, uh, any, anything that stands out to you as your favorite parts of the show? A favorite scene, a favorite episode, um, character elements? Um, episode you know. three, Apocalypse. Just, I don't know why I enjoyed the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse so much, but I did. Like, they were just genuinely funny. I love the portrayal, especially War. Like, every show needs just someone that only says their name. And we got it, and it made me very happy, and I just, the whole thing was ridiculous. And that's what I liked about the early parts of the show, is it would contrast from, like, really, really dark and spooky to almost absurdist. And I really enjoyed that kind of back and forth. Like, it made it, it didn't feel like too, oh, we're dark and edgy. It, it kind of gave it more of a, yeah, we know, we know what we're doing. Yeah, that's interesting because um, episode three for me is within the down period of the show. Um, I, well, I can I can under I think you explained it well. I can understand why um, other people um, think that, uh, that that these are some of the good parts. But for me, Apocalypse, the Lighthouse, episode four, even episode two, um, these are the parts where the show wasn't really clicking for me. I had a little bit of trouble getting through because um, we're not doling out any information. We're just throwing out these high these um, d- changing genre concepts. And it was like it was before the other kids came in. For me, mm-hmm. the uh, the other team was a big um, a, a big p- pick me up, like uh, for the narrative. Like uh, I actually I found them intriguing. Um, I think that they were interestingly characterized, and the way they interacted with the the main three, I think, was great. So um, that, this was the part that I struggled with the most, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. I kind of like the genre of the week kind of thing, um, but I can understand. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, especially in a show that is the serialized. Yeah, I, I think, and I think it just um, depends on how they did it. Some of the other genres were were better. I, like the the, the uh, amusement park. I don't know. I didn't really like that that much. Um, you didn't like Benjamini? Not really. <laughs> what is Benjamini? I could I could do without Benjamini. What do you not like about Benjamini? Yeah, that's how we talk. Did you like Benjamini? I no. I just like saying <laughs> Benjamini. Benjamini is you, uh, by the way. If you're any character in the Hollow, it's Benjamini. That's a, no, that is not fair. I, I. That's not fair. I, Who are you instead of Benjamini? I don't know. Let's be real. Probably Kai. Yeah, you're Kai. <laughs> you, you're Kai. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, for me, highlights. Uh, we'll get more into Kai later. We have a lot to talk about with him. But um, the, for me, the highlight of the show, actually, other than the ending, was maybe this seems random. I'm not sure, but I think it's episode five or around there. The fight scene between Adam and the other samurai dudes. Um, like the big samurai okay, dude. Yeah, that was great. The big, the big samurai the demon dude monks. Then, uh, yeah, the demon monks, the monk, the, the big demon monk, and then the demon monk leader. Um, that was an incredible fight scene. Like this is what I'm talking about when I say this show was. Uh, it, the highlight is the storyboarding and direction, basically like the production elements. Like I think the show is gorgeously made, and that fight scene, I'm like that belongs in Voltron Legendary Defender. That is that good. That fight scene, I was really blown away with that. I will take that. Now I need to ask. Are we doing a best fight scene for the end of the year awards this year? If, if we maybe that'll be our fifth category for the OVAs, and that, I want to nominate that scene. I think that was incredible. I, um, I think we've got some good contenders, and I think that 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 would be worth it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's other good. I think fight that scenes. scene deserves it. Yeah, I think that's the best one. I think nine them fighting the other team that was good too. Ten them fighting the dragon that was fun. But like that's that's the one that really stood out for me was mm-hmm. uh, was Adam versus those guys. I was like really blown away. And I, I didn't even care about the samurai elements again. I guess I had trouble connecting to the vague genres that they're presenting to a certain extent. But um, I, I was I was really into that part. 
and um I, I don't know other favorite parts like i like mira i like the other group um i love vanessa that's probably hey, we're not gonna, surprising we're, we're gonna talk about mira a lot because mira to me was my favorite part of the show yeah and like, I mean, as far yeah. as characters mira was like so good i think she's probably the best character yeah and um yeah just the the other kids and um seeing the powers revealed and them creative uses of their powers i think all that's really good mm-hmm. yeah um okay so let's, let's let's go through the characters um we'll start with adam i think he's supposed to be the lead even though i would say kai gets more facetime than him um, yeah yeah adam's also in- incapacitated for a few episodes at the end I, I felt like they did a good job of balancing the three leads I think so, yeah. I think they, they seem kind of equal. By the way, I don't like the spiders. Um, but uh, I don't like No, spiders. the spiders were awesome. I don't like spiders in general, so I, was, I saw the cave that looked like a spider. I was like, oh no, let's not do a spider thing, but then we did a spider thing. I <laughs> so, like the spiders. I, I, I did like seeing um, him fix the, the legs and um, the, that, that whole type of thing. I'm I glad think. that they were like not... As far as I've seen spider people portrayed... I think this is one of my favorites. Like they were, they were benevolent spiders, right? Right. They were good until they were crossed, and clearly, if it had only been a day, they're gonna be nervous. And I like that much more than the usual of "Welcome, welcome, stay as long as you want." You wake up in the middle of the night, you're in a spider web. Like it happens every time. Yeah, I do think they subverted they're it. Really, really nice, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in a cocoon. Like they, they they subverted the spider trope. They were nice spiders. Okay, I like you, these spiders. You understood why they're mad in the beginning. I think they did a good job with that. So, Adam, what do you think of Adam? Um, I don't he's know. A, he's he's a, a little why, boring. Here, that's the thing. Is he's he's fine. Like of bland generic protagonist. I think I like him more than most. Like as far as because no one here really really got a whole lot of character development. But I think Adam, I didn't find him annoying, which in a lot of these kinds of shows, I find the male lead boring. You know, if that makes sense, like I just a lot of times, especially writing young males can be difficult as far as making them not be either a hyper jerky and, you know, oh, I have to be the leader because I'm the leader or the other. They're just. I never, I never click with them. There's very few exceptions. Uh, Steven and Aang are the two obvious ones. But I actually, I didn't mind Adam. I thought he was fine. I thought he was good. Um, not my favorite, but fine. Yeah, there's like two archetypes for the young male lead. There's the sweet, uh, the the sweet uh, normal type of human being portrayed. Aang, Steven, those are sympathetic. And then you have the brooding male. And uh, this is what a lot of writers think mm. that's how males work. Like I'd argue the third being the hyperactive aggressive kind yeah um, not brooding but like i have to fight everyone yeah 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 adam definitely wasn't hyperactive like i guess that's kai but um yeah it's like there's like the brooding male type of lead and um that's unsympathetic to me it's like that's not a real person this is just like some version of masculinity that you think should be um as symbolically as a character and that to a certain extent that is adam he's the brooding lead i think what's great about adam is he is sympathetic and he is um he like he's a kind person he cares about everyone um, like he cares about kind Mira. He's um, he, he just comes across really well. Like I, Adam and Mira are definitely the sympathetic mm-hmm. parts of the three of them. To and... me, his brooding is less brooding and more. Sh- I need to think like I need to figure this out. Like, right. I don't even think he was that brooding. So that's great because the brooding guy wasn't even brooding. He was just uh, kind of calculated in a um, way that really made sense to the audience, considering uh, the situation that they're in. 
Why um, is his T-shirt the game show logo? I don't. I don't even know what his T-shirt is. So. His T-shirt is the Hollow logo. Oh, okay. His T-shirt is the logo for the Hollow. Like we see at the end of the show, the logo for the Hollow, and it's just Adam's shirt. And I'm like, why is he wearing? The shirt in the game. Why, why only why him? All, is he the nerd that showed up? Like <laughs> wearing, <laughs> like, like I would be. I'm the guy that shows up on Jeopardy wearing a Jeopardy shirt. Like that's literally what Adam did. Yeah, why? I like I, li- I like that commentary. Adam's yeah, Adam's the biggest Hollow fan. He showed up wearing the Hollow swag, and was it was his live action character wearing it too? I think so. Yeah, I'm like 99 percent sure. Yeah, because I uh, think that the live action ones are supposed to look very very close as far as clothing. Yeah, I think so. So um, that that is that is funny. Yeah, the whole team should probably be wearing the logo if they're on like a team for a game show. Um, yeah, but I feel like then because we never talked about the logo on Adam's shirt once, which I thought was a little weird, especially like you don't know your name. There is a weird logo. You should talk about the logo. But yeah, the fact I feel like if all of them had been wearing it, it would have been too much of a sticking point of like. We're being like scientists, like we're being experimented on by scientists. This is like the lab thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, but uh, yeah, Adam Shirt aside, I found he was a solid lead, although kind of boring. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk Kai. Um, okay. So Kai is so annoying in the beginning of the show. He is like horribly. He he really is a downer in the first few episodes. Um, like he definitely mellows out and he becomes more sympathetic. But I was so annoyed with Kai early on. Fair. Did you have that reaction? Fair. Yeah, I, I found him a bit annoying. Um, I don't think I found him as annoying as you do, but I definitely was not the biggest Kai fan. He, the problem is that he was just unsympathetically portrayed for most of the show. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of his actions are just unsympathetic on purpose. I'm like, you kind of get why he's paranoid or why he's um untrusting of them. But it's just constant, constant kind of negative characterization Kai's way. And, um, you know, just like crushing on every single girl he meets in kind of a creepy way. Like, uh, you know, he's just he's he gets there at the end. And I I like that he's the engineer. I like that he fixes the plane Um, towards the end. I think he gets there, but uh, they really should have um, made him not as annoying. Yeah. Why can't he fix everything? Was that his power? That's the thing. They all have his power, I thought. Right, they all have secondary powers, and the ending did not explain that. Like, they have them just select a thing on a screen. Wait, what's Adam's secondary power? I don't know if he had one. He's just he's just general strength and capability. Protagonist is his secondary power? Yeah. I, I mean, he's like, he can like, uh, he's like multiple aspects of strength and dexterity, right? So it's like, there's multiple things that he's good at. He can like, he's he's strong, and he can move around well, you know, and I don't know. There, there's I probably don't mul- like that answer, but I'll take it. It, it was he didn't really his his our, our view of him didn't really evolve from episode one. It's like okay, he's the he's the karate the strength guy. Like you get that pretty fast. Um, yeah. where, whereas Mira is like okay, she can breathe underwater and swim and uh, swim and swim like a mermaid and talk to animals. And mm-hmm. then Kai is uh, fire and he can build things for some reason. Maybe he's just an engineer in real life. Maybe he just knows that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. We didn't we didn't get into that though. So. That, that was, I don't know. That's that's one of the unexplained things. Um, but yeah, I think Kai towards the end, he's he's more sympathetic, and um, I, I actually think his his um, quote unquote romance with Vanessa makes him a lot more sympathetic. It, it's like it's stupid that he just falls in love with everyone immediately, but he was um, 
I think he was just he was just not as annoying at that point. Agreed. I think that definitely that era of Kai by the end of the show I liked more because from the beginning because I watched this with my girlfriend and she's like Vanessa's evil. Vanessa's evil. Vanessa's evil. And I'm like, no, I think they're gonna <laughs> subvert it. I really think they're gonna subvert it. I think. I don't think so. You know, I think that maybe we're going to go in a different direction here. And then, of course, by the time that they're, she's flying and she's like, I was using you. I'm like, ah, and I just looked over and I'm like, well, I'm wrong. Yeah, the show does not really subvert many things except for the ending is not really a subversion, more just a narrative device, narrative thing. Um but uh, yeah, we'll get into Vanessa. But um, yeah, Kai, I don't know. It's it, Kai. Kai um, I, I think they they felt like they needed to have jokes in the beginning. This is a typical thing with the uh, shows aimed at kids. You get network notes saying um, like it needs to be funny or it needs to have the jokester character, and so they play up on one of the characters and then they mellow out. I think this happens a lot. So I think Kai is just a. Um, it's not. I don't blame you, Kai. I blame the uh, the uh, children's animation development process that <laughs> makes him end up in that position. Uh, but yeah, it, it would have been like, he's, he's a, he's going to be a turnoff for a lot of people watching episode one at the very least. Yes, I agree. Okay. Mira. So you said Mira's, uh, the best character. Why? Because she is, she goes so beyond being the typical, like token female on one of these shows. She doesn't get herself captured. Yeah. We thought she died, but no, she's just like, I'm just going to swim like a mermaid now. And she, I think, just does a really good job. Honestly, without Mira, they would have lost. Like, <laughs> yeah, Adam's strong, but no, 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 no. You don't have Mira, you nothing gets accomplished. She pretty much figured out everything. I think she is, to me, the smartest. And yeah, I just, I don't think that they win without Mira. I think she is kind of the crux of the team. Yeah, uh, she's... Yeah, she she saves them at several points. The whale, um, a few she talks. I think talking to other animals gets uh, gets them there at a few other points. Which Mira, that's so great that it's not violence that saves the day. It, like Adam barely. The only things Adam actually solves are the specific combat challenges incorporated into the game. Every other problem, Mira solves it with nonviolence by just talking to animals and being nice. Like yeah. violence only solves the problems in this game in this show that the show like there are combat situations in the video game. That's it. Violence yeah. is not always the answer, and I think that's really important. Yeah, that aspect of Mira is great. She's just a very sympathetic character. Um like obviously we're gonna be um like pre pre predestined to like this type of character and um like she's the to the token female in the group um the show isn't great with having a lot of female characters we'll get into that but um it does have Mira who I think is really excellently characterized I think her powers are really awesome I think she's uh she does a lot in a variety of situations I think her interactions with the rest of the team are are good apart from the random th- t- random scene of her kissing Adam um we'll get into that uh but I forgot I- that happened. Yeah, they don't do anything with it, really. Which weird. is good! Uh, should have uh, done something with it. I've been a stupid teenager. Teenagers do stupid things. We kiss people for no reason. If that's the intent, then I appreciate it. But um, at least narratively, it's weird to just bring it up and not do anything. Um, but uh, she is. Her, basically, every time she interacts with anyone, it's, it's great. Um, I think her talking to animals is the coolest power on the show. Um, yeah. And, uh, 
it's 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 for the most part it's just like she talks to an animal and they help her but like i like that they like show that it's a conversation <laughs> like she's like saying things and like like the polar bear like she's uh she knows like what the to save the cub and um it's like they're actually like having an english conversation and then there is one part where it's it's not a get out of jail free card with an animal with devil wolves when she goes back like she tries to talk to them and it doesn't do anything so i thought that was good um, but yeah, that was, that was, I guess, the most intriguing power, although it's not clear why she has that. What, what was the thing she was picking from at the end? Did she pick animal or did she pick like water? I think she like, picked water. Right. Which is like, I can swim in underwater. I don't know why you'd pick that one, but I, she can't even control water. She's just at decently enhanced in water. Like, yeah, why isn't she a waterbender? Yeah. But I'm not sure. Kai is a firebender. Why isn't uh, she a waterbender? I really um, thought Kai was going to have either indestructible skin, like Luke Cage style, or was going to have electricity powers. And then like, nope, fire. Yep, he's a firebender. So that, that's basically, that's all Kai. Well, normally we say like tongue in cheek, like, oh, it's an earthbender. No, Kai literally is just firebending in the show. Like there wasn't, it was the exact same thing how it is in Avatar. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, uh, th- that wasn't necessarily, no, yeah, I agree with Kai. That wasn't a satisfying reveal for his, like, what's Kai's power going to be? Oh, he controls fire. Okay, sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Mira was great. So th- th- thumbs up all around on Mira. Um, how about the, the other team, Vanessa, Skeet, and Reeve? First of all, did you remember the other guy's name was Skeet? Um, I tried to forget. Um, <laughs> do you like that name, Skeet? I need you to stop, Dylan. Oh, um, you need me to stop staying, Skeet? Okay, what would you So Vanessa turned out to be evil, and she, she was obviously evil the entire time. Um, she was not uh, obviously evil. I she, really thought she was going to be nice. Yeah, at the very least, she is the evil archetype, right? But uh, you, yeah. there's, it's reasonable to think they're going to subvert it, because it's just like, why would we just make this obviously um, the way we're like portraying her? She's going to turn out to be bad, and she's using Kai with her evil, womanly ways. Um, so why don't you just now, granted. That? It's not hard to use Kai. No, as we've seen, not hard to use Kai. But I um, can get Kai to flirt with me. Like it's not hard. <laughs> okay, interesting. All it takes um, is like a wink and boom. Like yeah, yeah, he's he's. I guess he's a realistic teenager in that way. But yes. Um, th- that being said, I loved Vanessa. Like, I mean, this isn't a surprise. I love the Mean Girl archetype. I, I love that she was evil. I was living for it. I was rooting for Vanessa to win over our heroes. Um, I We're going to get a Ladybug crossover, and her and Chloe are going to be best yeah, friends. Yeah, exactly. She's Chloe. I loved it. Um, and she's flying. It's fine, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought she was uh, like it. Went to, if you can get if you can get past the fact that this is a very sexist characterization, then uh, she's cool. But if you can't, then I understand that because it's kind of horrible. As my girlfriend said, she's a walking, talking brat doll. Uh, yeah, kind of. Like, I I, part of that plays down to the animation style, but like specifically her, like not Mira, but just like Vanessa's head, especially is just like brat doll shaped, like an actual brat doll. I think I think Mira looks like that too. Not as much. That's the style of them animating girls, I guess. Um. The, it's it's also especially apparent on the girls that they have the hair thing where they have like the outside part is a different color than the inside part of their hair. Um, yeah. but that, that's also on Kai, I think. So it's it's just all people. But I think that's kind of cool, I guess. Although it makes everyone look like um, emo-ish. <laughs> like everyone's an emo kid in the show. Um, I feel like everyone just would be an emo kid in this show, though. Like, yeah, they play kinda. a game show where they go inside a virtual reality machine and lose their memory. Of course, they're all emo kids. Like, Yeah, I think so um any thoughts on skeet um he's boring i like he was not he was the nice he's the nice he's the nice one of the group i feel like he's nice but only because he's an idiot yeah basically he's the stereotypical 
I'm not smart enough to be mean character. Which I feel like every evil group has one of like, I would be eviler, but I'm not smart enough to do that. Yeah, that's kind of what he was. Um, well, he, was the, I, he was the least prominent of the three. I love the I love the speedster fire fights. We got a good one in uh, Sky High because you know fire needs oxygen. You just wrap wrap it all up. Uh, I I wanted a better fight between Skeet and Kai. We got a little bit of it, not enough for my liking, but uh, I like his powers. Yeah, he's got a little uh, like glitchy neon thing going on with it too. Whenever he like starts running, I like it. He was well used in episode nine, I think, with that fight. Um, Reeve uh, is like, what, telekinesis, or you can control objects, whatever that's called, yeah. Um, Yeah. He's like the most uh, unsympathetic, I guess. guess He's so overpowered. He's pretty over... Yeah, I'm surprised, like, he loses. Like, I I think he clearly has the best powers of all of us. Why couldn't he just lift the other people? It's like the stipulation you can only lift objects in the game world. I don't know. Yeah, he's... uh, it's it's uh, he in, he incapacitates them at several points by just like telekinesis saying something, but then like he just they just lose in the last fight. Yeah, I don't know. He should he should be better. Um, so I like Reeve. However, his primary would you agree that his primary characteristic is like anger, um, and like like uh, evilness at the at the other group. I did. Well, okay. Here's the weird thing with Reeve. On one hand, yes. On the other hand, they're in a game, and so it's this classic survivor question of, if it's just a game, why is there morality? Like, I can do whatever I want because it's a game, but then back to, they didn't know they were in a game, but then back to, for some reason, the other team figured out they were in a game first. How did they figure it out, and when did Reeves' jerkiness start? And so it's a whole cycle of, I don't know why he's so angry, but yeah, he's angry. Yeah, side note, the other team not know the other team somehow realizing that they're in a game. Um, one of the things that goes unexplained at the end. Um I think I'm assuming that they just put a piece of the puzzle together quicker than we did. That that's the impression that the end of the show gives you is that they're both on equal footing competing, so that they were just ahead of the other team. But yeah, we we'd really need to know that. That's that's unsatisfying that they knew something that they didn't, but we don't explain that. Also, like Tree Woman. Um, we don't explain her at all. I think that's unsatisfying. Another part is like, there's only one quest. Um, like they refer to, we're going to do quests to solve the end of the game. No, you just had to bring the stick to the tree woman. That's literally the only question that was presented in the entire show. Yeah. Uh, so th- these are things that were not explained by the ending. Um, Reeve is, uh, I'm going to go kind of harsh here. I think Reeve is a racist characterization because he plays into the angry black male stereotype. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of, it's kind of baffling that they, they made him just only have anger as his only characteristic. Uh, he barely speaks even. Yeah, it's it's it yeah. Was just, it was bad. It was baffling to me. Like the it, same thing with Vanessa. Good. Vanessa's super sexist characterization. Um, Brief is super racist characterization. I think to the show's credit, I guess Adam is uh, not white, so uh, that's you know that the, he's he's a he's good he's a good uh, POC. And if he's guy. supposedly our lead like i think it's more of an ensemble of the three but if adam is supposedly our lead then yeah non-white like, lead so good job yeah, person person color lead and he's uh he's he's a great, great characterization um also uh mira probably not white and she she's great characterization as well that being said um adam is i think voiced by a white person and also i think live action adam was white did you- i think you're right which is 
That's horrible. Really <laughs> weird. Actually, that was horrible. I, it was live action Mirror White too. I don't even remember. But, I uh, can't remember. I was a little too uh, dumbstruck at the end there. Her voice actress is white as well. So they whitewashed the voice roles, but they also what like at the very least Adam whitewashed the the live action person. Um that's baffling. I don't I don't understand why they would do that. It's um it's just Yeah, racist. It's just that's, that's not good. And that this is an overall theme of the show. The show is not progressive, I don't think. Like th- no. there's that that's that's the reason, and we're we're like the the liberal. Uh, we've been called the hippie liberal animation podcast. You know, we're the progressive podcast that talks about these types of things. And uh, this, uh, you know, on on one hand, two out of the three leads not white and great characters. Um, on the other hand, you have Reeve, and uh, you have the whitewashing. Um, in terms of gender stuff, uh, on one hand, Mira's a great character and she's a lead. On the other hand, um, the other prominent female character in the show, Vanessa, is just the sexist archetype. Um, and there's also zero other females outside of Tree Woman in the entire show. Um, like one, one way you can tell if a show is a sexist perspective or not is take hey, a hey, look. Hey, 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 hey. There was the witches. Oh, the witches, three. right. The witches, another sexist uh, archetype. The witches, that's a good point. One now, way you granted. Can... Uh, I I would go more with that being like genre of like yeah yeah clearly the they're just trying to do a genre like yeah. that's more I, I, mythological I get why they I get why they, yeah, I get why they did it but it says something that they pulled on the sexist woman archetype as opposed to a different you know woman archetype um but uh, yeah, one way you can tell the show is uh, has a good perspective or not on gender is whether all the random secondary characters they introduce what what they are and almost every single one in the show is male. Um, so I think that is telling. I do like the tree woman was female and she was cool, um, but we did she we didn't learn anything about her, um, which is disappointing. Uh, so yeah, not not great with gender stuff in general. Um, not great with race stuff, and also just zero um, queer representation, obviously. So that's 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 yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, that, that's how it goes, I guess. What do we think of weird guy? Uh, the the weird guy, the the host. Genuinely, um, I liked him a lot. I, I like I like that he looked very similar in real life as in uh, in the game as well. I love those kinds of characters. I'm genuinely, yeah. I just I really liked him. I, I thought he was an interesting character. Um, that's why I'm saying I want like a thing on him because like I want to know how did he get this job hosting this? Like, give me more. He's such a weird, uh, just uh, charismatic. Like to me, he was like. Of all the secondary characters, I guess, he's my favorite. Just because he kind of pulls us through everything. And I love those smarmy, I-know-something-you-don't-know kind of characters. Yeah. And I thought he was just oh, so great. So great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really interesting. And um, I think he pays off. Like, as we talked about elements that don't pay off, I think him being the host is really cathartic. Like, And it oh, makes that's... sense. Like, I can give you so many hints. Like, yeah. I thought that was great. Like we explained the hints, we explained why he's randomly popping up, why you can portal them all over the game. That was good. I thought that was well done. We can explain that random line of "you chose to be here." Yes, that paid off well too. Um, oh, another favorite scene I didn't mention this earlier was the first time we see the glitch chat. We see like uh, it glitching when they run into the when Vanessa, I guess, and uh, Kai are flying and they run into the sky. Uh, that to me is like, oh, wow. Like what's happening? Like that's like that's what I live for in this type of mystery mm. series. And like, that I didn't think that was like a computer game glitch. I was going more like catching fire glitch of like 
this is all a big contained biodome. Yeah. yeah, Truman Show. Exactly. That's what I thought it was, too. Um, I thought they were contained within a thing. Um, and it's this is like fake life or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, so... Uh, like that, the fake blind man. Yeah, like, uh, exactly. That's maybe what that hinted at as well. That was kind of a mislead. Um, red herring type, type thing. But yeah, that, that it did. That's the type of thing because it was like it felt huge. Like, wow, we're getting somewhere, but it didn't give anything away. It just like very slowly getting us to the video game thing, and it did play in well to the video game thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I loved that scene. Um, any any locations uh, that that stood out to you? Uh, here's a few: we had the bunker, the woods, the desert, the lighthouse, um, the samurai place, uh, like the the western town that they were in, the cowboy town, um, the whole ice ice place, uh, the ice castle, the f- very frozen, very frozen type. Elsa made it, um, and uh, the spider the spider town, and then the dragon castle at the end. There's probably others as well. Um, what 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 did, what did you like the most? I feel like my favorite was probably the castle even though there wasn't much there just because that fight was so good and then i think i really like the ice place i thought that they used because there was just so much emotion and gravitas there yeah i think the ice is what stands out to me looking back too i think that was, and the uh, bunker really for just being you know our introduction yeah i think, I think bunker slash was- woods yeah, the, the ice was well done, and I think the first place, you're right. The, the first place is when I was, like, most in, like, wow, this is 999, this is going to be awesome. And then it's, like, slowly, it's like, eh, no, we're just kind of just different doing genre things throughout. And it's like, okay, that's fine, but the bunker was, like... I didn't know 999 is your favorite game. Yeah, uh, it, my fa- favorite game. Love it. Like, go, if you if you liked the show, go go play 999. I have not very... finished it, so I have to go I have to go finish it right now. Well, you have to finish it, because the ending is the whole part. It was, there's multiple endings. Well, you have I'm to do not mul- much for visual novels, you so... Have to do, you have to do multiple playthroughs to get there, so um, that's, that's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a trek, but also the whole trilogy is wonderful, but, um, yeah, like, the, the, the bunker in the beginning, yeah, it's like, uh, like, what's going on here? Is there escaping a facility? Like, um, is this, like, uh, I forget, forget the video game where you're playing as like a shadow guy and it's like it reminded me of that and um shadow that's pro- oh that's pro- that's inside. inside exactly it reminded me of inside that first level um, i mean sequel, first off inside. you should have that you sounded more like limbo but i knew it wasn't limbo no limbo and they're the two they're both the yeah. thing right yeah limbo and inside both of them um they remind inside's me of more that. factory but yeah yeah the fact the second one's more factory i think yeah they remind me of endings that made me very very confused <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. Which whichever one of those, the first one or the the first one was, um, that's not what this ending was. This ending was definitive, and uh, yeah. So that that's like what I don't don't like. Although that was more of an aesthetic like game, like it's like the experience, and this is more of leading to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so like I I loved the 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 tone of the first episode. Yeah. So I thought I thought it was it was really cool. At as many locations as they had, that's also really hard to do in animation. Um, like that's why I, like I think that this is just this is inherently a show that changes places every episode and. Um, um, it's I don't know that's like costly and like resource uh, extensive. So um, I think that that's uh, impressive that they pulled off so many of these to such a high quality level. Because like I said, I think the show is incredibly well produced. Um, I think I think it's just uh, it's just very impressive. I was I was frequently impressed by how, how se- sequences were storyboarded and um, you know, directed and stuff like that. And I think that uh, I, I just think the show comes together very well. I think I think it's kind of more than the sum of its narrative which is um always what you want you always want it to like turn turn into something manifest into something like substantial and like better and like whole and i do think it's like a great experience going through all 10 episodes of the hollow i'd agree i think it's definitely worth it any final closing thoughts justin on anything i want more of this not necessarily more of the hollow itself 
but more animated miniseries. I know why we don't get a lot of them because traditionally animation on stuff like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, it's got to sell toys. It's got to either move toys or it's got to move um, ad space in that time slot. But now with the advent of Netflix, we can get more of these like stuff. I mentioned Detention Air at the top of the podcast. That was a miniseries. Over the Garden Wall, like a lot of these miniseries are really, really good. And we've gotten a lot more in the 2010s. And I think this is just another sign of like Netflix. You should be doing this. We need more of this. So I think if anything, this is like a lesson that animated miniseries can work very well. We don't need to aim for 100 episodes. We can aim for 10 and be happy. And yeah, I just I hope that we get more of these kinds of shows. Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, Netflix and streaming in general opens the door for this type of miniseries or uh, just shorter uh, timeline shows uh, to to exist. And I think that's a great thing. Like, I think Net- Netflix should be the home of a bunch of these types of mystery shows. And Over the Garden Wall is great. I don't know how we didn't bring that up yet, because uh, I think that was also I'm a little sketchy uh, on it's been a few years since I watched Over the Garden Wall. But I think it's also a mystery of why, th- why things are happening. Yes. And, and it's yeah. also exactly 10 episodes. Yeah, so um, I don't remember. I actually think this. I, rem- I don't remember feeling as cathartic about the ending of Over the Garden Wall as as the show actually. Uh, it's not Although over Over the Garden Wall is certainly better uh, in general, though. I'd yes, say. yeah, it is. Like I think, like I think the lead up is better in Over the Garden Wall. Um, Over the Garden Wall also does a few genres. I think um, they do different different situations and stuff. They do more animated genres or like kinds of animation, while this does more. I guess content genres of like action like the samurai trope the western trope while it's over the garden wall is like here's like classic betty boop style animation here's this here's that like more types of animation yeah yeah i don't i don't remember the over the garden wall being as like different movie genres like switching between them as much as the show um yeah I, i don't think any episode of this was as good as the over the garden wall episode with like the like the 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 young woman and then the whoever that turns out to be a monster or something. I don't, Potatoes I don't and molasses. Not that part, but uh, that's another thing. That was very vague. I love that episode, whatever that was. Yeah, I need to. I guess I need to rewatch Over the Garden Well, That's what I'm getting from this discussion. It literally takes two hours. Go watch it. Yeah, I should. Um, yeah, Hollow. Uh, I thought I, I. I'm very happy I watched it. Um, love the ending. Uh, hope I've convinced you that uh, the ending's good. Wonder if I have. So if you were down on the ending before, what do you think of my thoughts? Let us know in the comments at overlyanimated.com. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel is overlyanimated.com slash YouTube. You can comment on the video there as well. And uh, in general, what do you think of our thoughts on the series? Who is your favorite character? Um, why is it Mira? <laughs> uh, do, who wants to join me in the Vanessa fan club? <laughs> and uh, uh, Tree Woman, what, we didn't talk about, uh, who didn't we talk about here? Benjamin, Benjamin, I'm looking at the, the cast list now. Uh, oh yeah, the, the Tauros uh, Minotaur, that was a thing. We didn't really talk much about that. And uh, That's fine. Yeah, it was fine. So um, I think action was probably good there too. That was towards the beginning. Uh, I don't remember it as much, but um, yeah, the the death thing and the the the, the three the horsemen guys. But uh, yeah, let us know what you thought about all that. Check out overlyanimated.com for more, and um, you can talk about it on our Discord. We have another shows channel where we've been talking a little bit about the Hollow. Find us at overlyanimated.com/slash/discord. Um, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron, the podcast, Andy, aka Buzz Lightyear. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, 
Check out OverlyAnimated.com for other animation content. We recently, as mentioned, went through all of Voltron Legendary Defender Season 6. And uh, upcoming, we have big Steven Universe episodes. So if you're into that show, check out our coverage of that there as well. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.